Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer is faithful and true. What a wonderful Savior that we have. Amen. I was thinking as they were singing the song earlier about the Lord. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. And I remember I was studying along the lines of Calvary one time for a Easter, an Easter service. And I come across a quote where the prophet of God was talking and he said that the Lord Jesus loved sunsets. Loved to be fellowshipping with the disciples and walk along the shores of Galilee. and Just enjoying life, just like we enjoy life. Sunsets and the stroll by the lake and good fellowship sitting around the campfire. No doubt, Peter, tell us a good fishing story. Because who don't like a good fishing story, you know? And just, just enjoying life, but... Lord Jesus knew that the only way, the prophet said, that the disciples could ever live was for him to die. And then I got to thinking that on that resurrection morning, the excitement that was in the Lord as he rose from the grave and he began to proclaim, because I live, ye shall live also. And I'm so glad tonight that because he lives, we shall live also. Because our Redeemer is faithful and true. Every promise of his word, everything he said he will do, he will do. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. How can we not love him tonight? How can we not serve him tonight? Because our Redeemer is faithful and true. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, oh my. How we, how we ought to love him. How we ought to serve him. Just throw everything that we have behind him and stand with him in this hour because he will come and take us with him because he said he would. I'll go prepare a place for you and if I go prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, hallelujah, where I am there will you be also. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We greet you this evening. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we count it an honor to be with you once again. And no matter where we're at, in our home, overseas, wherever you be streaming from, may the Lord Jesus richly bless you. And before the service is over this evening, may your needs be met. We, uh, that would be our desire. Amen. So we just greet you in the name of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, uh, turn with us tonight to the book of St. John. We want to read from St. John chapter 11, uh, verse 22. We appreciate the brothers coming out, the musicians, the songs, and uh, the sound men, and video and all that 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 it's done to to bring these services to our home amen and so we're just grateful that we have this means that we can still fellowship together because our true fellowship is on his word amen so tonight we want to read now from saint john 11 verse 22 a very short scripture very familiar to all of us and may the lord richly bless you the bible says in saint john chapter 11 verse 22 but i know that even now Whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to thee. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Amen. Let's bow our heads. You say that's not much scripture, but I believe it's enough. 
Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to bow in your wonderful presence this evening, Lord, just to say thanks, dear God, for what you've done, Lord, for our precious brother Wade, dear God, and others, Lord, as the testimonies have come in throughout the week of touching their lives, Lord, and their homes, Father. Oh, God, we just, we just thank you for it, Lord. We just love you for it, dear God. And Lord, as we bow in your presence once again this evening, Lord, it's another service and another day, Lord, and another need. But, oh, God, you was faithful and true for the needs over the weekend. Then you're faithful and true for the needs tonight, Lord. And we pray, oh, Father God, that those are afflicted with the viruses. Brother Bradley said, Lord, may you go into their homes, dear God. May every symptom leave them, Lord. Those that are oppressed tonight, dear God. Those that are weary, Lord. Those that would be nervous, may you speak peace to their souls tonight, we pray. And, oh, God, receive honor and glory unto thyself. May you come and break the bread of life to our hearts, dear Lord. That it would give us courage, Lord, to face the battle that will rage tomorrow. Oh, Lord, we just commit these things into your hands tonight for your glory, Lord. May you just come and do exceedingly above all that we could ever hope for, Lord. We thank you, dear God, for visiting the, in the services over the weekend and every service that we gather, Lord. Your presence just gets greater and greater, and we thank you for that, Lord. And, oh, God, now may you come, Lord, and meet these needs and move upon the service, Lord, wherever they would be in their home. May they feel your presence tonight, we pray. Well, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you this evening, saints. Uh, brothers, you may be seated. Certainly appreciate the special. Thank you, buddy. Amen. Amen. Oh, don't you just love him tonight? You know, there's many things that our God can do. He can create. He can restore. He can deliver. He can forgive to the rim that you've never even done it in the first place. But there's one thing that God cannot do. Our God cannot fail. And his word cannot fail because it is a part of him and he is the word. The prophet of God said prophecy never fails. It cannot. The word of God cannot fail. And it's written by the spirit. And now also the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. If it dwells in your being. If the spirit that raised up Christ from the grave. If it dwells in your being. In your body. It will also quicken your mortal body. Then shoot it. Burn it. Do anything you want to it. Make fun of it. Tear it down. Turn it down. Do what you want to. But God will raise it up. Amen. For he said he would in every saint of God. Every saint of God tonight that has the Holy Ghost upon their soul, that promise is not only with us, but it is in us. Amen. That promise tonight is in us. That no matter what they do to us, he will raise us up. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. That promise is in him. He knows that that's the truth. So fear not, brother, the prophet said. Do not fear. We're already in the Easter. Amen. Oh, my, because we are in him. Then whatever comes my way, I am still a winner. I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. I am what God says I am. Like Brother Joel Brown talked about over the weekend, about that little toy, that little punching toy. 
that you punch it and it goes all the way down and it comes back up again. There's something in that toy that causes it to raise back up. And I say tonight that no matter how hard Satan punches us, the resurrection is in us and we, oh hallelujah, we will rise again. Oh, hallelujah. No virus, no plague, no rights, no disgruntle among the government. Nothing will hold this bride down. It's the end of all things, but it's not the end of her. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Martha said to our Lord, Lord, if I would have been here, my brother would not have died. I know, Lord. I know the mourners are at the house. Lord, I know there's sorrow there. I, I know they're wailing and they're crying and they're tears and they're in despair. Lord, I know all this is going on. People are confused. People are heartbroken. But no matter how bad it looks, Lord, he's been in the grave four days. He stinks. His nose, Lord, has already caved in. The skin worms are already crawling in his body. Lord, I know it's bad. I'm not denying, Lord, that it's not bad. I feel the sorrow. That was my brother. I feel the sorrow. I feel the pain. I feel the uncertainty. But Lord, even now, hallelujah, even now, whatever thou will say, God will hear you. Amen. Whatever you ask God, God will give it to you. When? Not someday. Now. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, but Brother Branham, I've been sick. But even now, Lord, whatever you ask God, God will do for you. He's waiting for you to say, Lord, I believe you, Lord. He's waiting on us to say, I believe you, Lord. I believe the promise you've given to me. I believe the words you have spoke to me. He's waiting on us to acknowledge that we believe what he said. Oh my, he's waiting for you to say, Lord, I believe you. Lord, I believe you. Even now, whatever you ask God, God will do it. Well, Brother Brandon, I'm deaf in one ear. But even now, well, I've been prayed for before. But even now, Lord, amen. Well, I haven't walked in years. The doctor says I can't walk. But even now, the doctor said the cancer's bad. There's no way you can get over it. But even now. Oh, brother, brother, Branham, I've been trying to get the Holy Ghost. I've sought God and I've sought God. But even now, amen, whatever you ask God, God will do it. There you are. That's what it takes. That's what faith is. It's to believe him enough to ask him for it. Oh, if we could only think that even now, Lord, whatever you ask God, God will give it to you. Don't the Bible say, the prophet said, listen to this quote, don't the Bible say he's sitting at the right hand of the majesty? What is the right hand? Not the hand like a man. Not a hand like mine. It's the power, the right hand of power. He's sitting at the right hand of God. It is the right hand of power. He is God with us. He is God in us. He is God here now, amen. That's right. The right hand, every living presence, the ever living presence of God is right here, right now with his people because he said he would be Emmanuel with us, amen. He's right here with you, the right hand of power of his majesty, sitting here ready to make intercession upon your confession. Waiting to be called on, waiting to be called on. Amen. Listen to me. If God can heal one person, he can heal all people. If God can heal Brother Wade Alton, God can heal you tonight. He's no respect of persons. Amen. 
The only thing you have to do is to know that he's here. To believe his presence is here. To believe that he is here to help you. And if you believe that and will accept that, then he can help you. How simple is it? But you see, faith is always simple. Satan always tries to complicate it and muddy the waters. But it's simply believing what God said. Taking God at his word over every symptom, every circumstance, every situation. It's true. Our Redeemer is faithful and true. Amen. Everything he has promised. Everything he has promised. That will he do. Amen. To believe his presence is here. To believe that he's here to help you. And if you believe that and will accept that then he can help you. And I trust now that you'll do that. Each one of you will be reverent and believe on him with all your heart because he promised us a revival. Every generation has promised a revival. He promised that those signs shall follow them that believe. Someone told me the other night, God don't do signs no more. God don't do wonders no more. God don't heal no more. I said, then the Bible's wrong because the Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible also said, these signs shall follow them that believe. As long as there's a believer, there will be signs and wonders. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah shall follow them that believe and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. I don't know the mechanics of it. But the most wonderful thing about it is, Brother Larry, I'm not a smart person. I, I, can't, I can't pass college education classes. I'm not smart. But there's one thing I know. I don't have to know the mechanics of it. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to figure it out. It's not my place to figure it out. It's my place just to believe it. Amen. Because God said it. Amen. It's up to him to fulfill it. It's up to him to bring it to pass. It's up to him to work it out. He don't need me to do it. He just needs me to believe it amen oh hallelujah oh glory to God mm. Woo. thank you Lord I don't know the mechanics of it all I know is he promised it I don't know how he made Jessica see I don't know I've seen the MRI Brother, I saw the CT scans I worked in surgery I could read those x-rays I saw it with my own eyes brother Jack I don't know how she sees but I don't have to know how she sees. I'm just glad she does. Amen. All I know is he promised it. And it's true. You see, I've seen others believe the promise and get their need met. Then why can't I believe the promise and get my need met? If it worked for them, will not it work for me? He's no respect to persons. I just need to believe like they believed. How do you believe, Brother Darrell? Well, you just believe. That's what believers do. That's why we're called believers. Amen. 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 It's true. I've seen others believe the promise, get what they need. Their needs are met. Then I can believe the promise and get my need met. The doctor come in and says, you know, you've got an appendix. Uh, it's got to be taken out. Or you've got a blood clot on your brain. We need to do surgery. I, I worked in surgery for years, many years ago. And there's one certain doctor, he, he always took a sign to me. And so uh, he was a Christian. I was a Christian. So he asked me for a lot of his cases. I did a lot of his cases with him in surgery. And he would always ask me to go out into the waiting area with him to talk to the family. 
I just went out there with him. But there's one thing I noticed, Brother Jack, when I was out there, he would tell the family, uh, Sir, uh, ma'am, uh, your husband, he's got a tumor on his brain, and we need to operate, or, or I'm sorry, he's got a bad, a bad appendix. We need to take it out. Not one time did they ever say, well, now, doctor, how many nerves do you have to cut? And how, how far do you, how much of the bone of his brain or of his head do you have to take out? Not one time. He'd say, your husband needs an operation. You know what they'd say? Doctor, whatever you think, I trust you. Do whatever's necessary. And if we do that for a doctor, why can't we do it for the Lord Jesus? I don't have to try to figure it out. Just submit to God. Just submit it to God, Lord. I know I need this. I need healing. I need deliverance. I'm having a hard time. I can't handle it. I'm just going to submit it to you, Lord. I'm just going to give it to you knowing you can work it out you can make me walk again hallelujah you can make me see again you can make this tumor leave my body amen amen you just want to get well you just submit yourself to the doctor and he goes on and does the work that's all there is to it and it's the same way with Jesus Christ you just submit to him oh the prophet said I hope tonight he performs a great operation on all of our faith don't you hope so? Take all the ruptured appendix out, all them other things, the little scavengers that's hanging around over us, the barnacles that come on through disappointment and things tonight, that he would perform a surgery and take out all the barnacles of disappointment, the little scavengers that attach to our lives. And I got to thinking about this barnacles, barnacles. I thought, what? And I got to looking. It's those little things. It's those little hard-crusted animals, creatures, parasites, whatever you want to call it, that attaches itself to the hull of boats. And there'll be one after the other after the other. And I got to reading that these barnacles can actually slow down the speed of the boat. It'll actually cause the boat to use more gasoline, to use more fuel. It'll actually, when the barnacles get on the boat, it'll actually cause the engine to malfunction. Don't you see what Satan wants to do? He wants to punch on you barnacles of disappointment when something don't work out like you thought it would. Oh, I had such a move of God in my life on Saturday night, but now Sunday I can't sleep. What is it? It's a barnacle of disappointment because it didn't work the way you thought it should work. And Satan uses those to zap you of your faith, to zap you of your energy, to slow you down. Barnacles of disappointment when things don't go the way we thought they should go. When we felt so good one night and the next morning the symptom was back. But Brother Louis, the symptom has nothing to do with the healing. If I looked at the symptom, if I looked at the pain, I would be so disappointed tonight. But I don't care if I can't get out of the bed in the morning. That has nothing to do with it, Brother Larry. I'm still healed because the Word says I'm healed. I've got it wrote on my mirror in the bathroom. God is my healer. Amen. Amen. Oh, how Satan likes to use barnacles of disappointment to slow you down, to zap your faith. Piping, piling them on, piling them on. Situations when it don't work the way we think. Robbing us of our energy. The word, taking the words and trying to drag us down. Take down our zeal. But the prophet said, just let God operate on you tonight. Just let him put you to sleep. Give you a real good Holy Ghost anesthesia. Put you to sleep. Cut out the parasites. Cut out the, that bad appendix. Oh my. Cut out that blood clot that keeps the blood, the life from flowing. Oh my. Take everything away. And when you wake up, 
to know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We'll have perfect faith to work on through this coming week. When we wake up to the fact, to the fact, not a quote, a fact, a reality, not a bell buckle, not a theme for a message, but a reality of him, the same here today, will produce the perfect faith in us. By knowing he's the same, by knowing what his word says, by submitting to the word, by believing the word, it will produce in us faith. Perfect word brings perfect faith, for faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So God has given us in this hour a perfect message, a perfect word, to produce a perfect faith, for a perfect rapture, amen, for a perfect body change, oh hallelujah, amen, amen, the perfect faith. Perfect faith masters, masters, masters every circumstance. That's what the devil likes to work on. He likes to work on you, the prophet said. He likes to oppress you. It's a trick of the devil to oppress. That's his job. That's one of the favorite things he likes to do is oppress people. But when Christians, listen to this quote, when Christian knows his legal rights, Amen. When you can quote God's word, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. That takes all the oppression away. Not running an aisle, not swinging from a chandelier, not a goosebump. Come on, somebody. But taking God's word, quoting the word. How did Jesus defeat Satan? He had all kinds of power. But how did he defeat Satan when he was here? He defeated him by the word. It's written. It's written. It's written. Why? He showed that the weakest Christian, that's me. I may not have great power, but there's one thing I can do. I can believe the word and quote it back to the enemy. Hallelujah. I can look him right in the face and say, Satan, I have been called to tear your kingdom down. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Amen. That takes all the oppression away. And the clouds begin to clear back. If you just know that God has promised it. And God is faithful. But God had you led to sing that, Brother Louis. God is faithful. He's faithful. He's true. He can keep his promise. He can keep his promise or he would have never made it. Oh, my. The prophet said, now the church that professes to be a Christian church will have to have the same spirit that was in Jesus Christ. In order to be a Christian church, it's not just to say we're Church of Christ. That's just the title. Come on. But to be a Christian church... Amen. A church that professes to be a Christian church will have to have the same spirit that was in Jesus Christ. For at the resurrection of the church, Christ and his bride will come together and dovetail. The writings and the promises of God will be, will be made fulfilled there. So it cannot come together unless the same spirit that was in Christ is in you and me. And then if the same spirit is in there, it'll do the same works and live the same kind of separated life and do the works that he did. That's the true church. Jesus claims as his own. All else is false. Well, we're the church of Christ. It's false if they don't produce this. Happy Valley Church of Jesus Christ. But if we don't produce this, it's false advertising. Amen, brother. Now preach. I believe I will. This is the... 
this is the measuring rod, if you will. The Satan can impersonate every gift, but it cannot be the Holy Ghost. Then what is the church at the last day? It's the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that was in Christ is in His people. Amen. It's the super sign. God in human flesh. My flesh, your flesh. Amen. Oh my, the Bible says so all the way to Genesis, confirms it. Genesis is the C chapter. Genesis means the beginning. Here it is, confirming. Would not that make us all happy? Would that not make a sinner ought to be striking? It ought to make a church member come to Christ and stay till he's filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the only promise of the rapture. It's the only promise of the rapture. Christ in you is the only promise of the rapture. Not I believe God sent a prophet. Not I believe Brother Branham. Not I've got a belt buckle. Come on somebody. I've got a Malachi 4 license plate. That don't mean nothing. The devil believes that. But it's when that life is in that church. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the only promise for the rapture. The only way the church in Christ can come together is the very spirit that was in him is in his people. The bride of the last day is not a cold formal church but she is a flame of fire how can you say that because that's what the first church was amen amen she's a flame of fire she's been lit by the fire of God she is the bride of a fiery experience by the spirit amen Oh, I remember a few years ago, Jessica, somebody bought Jessica a lamb because they heard that God had opened her eyes and took, so they knew the story about the lamb and they bought her this lamb and I built this electric fence and I put the lamb in it and I told Jessica, she's just a little thing, about three, four year old. I said, now Jessica, listen to me, honey. That wire right there is hot. I said, if you touch that wire, it'll burn you. You understand? Yes, daddy. I understand. I said, now listen, honey, if you want to pet the lamb, tell daddy, I'll unplug it. I'll turn the fence off. You can go, you can go reach through the fence. You can pet the lamb. But if you touch that wire while it's plugged up it's going to shock you it's going to burn you you understand yes daddy intellectual conception so I was out in the other field working on my tractor that had backslid no I didn't backslide it just died that's what happened. I was just out there trying to get the thing started and I, I saw it down at the lamb and all of a sudden brother Mike all of a sudden I heard it go ah! I said hey Cheryl she got into that wire, honey. You better go see about her. Then I thought, you know, I thought, Brother Josh, maybe Daddy ought to go see about her. So I climbed through the barber, went over where she's at. She's holding her hand. I'll never forget it. Big old blue eyes holding her hand like this, just like this right here. Tears are running down her face. And she looked up at me. She said, don't touch that wire, Daddy. It's hot. Well, what was it you see before? It was me telling her. But once she experienced it, it was her. Hallelujah. It was her telling me. And that's the kind of church that God wants. God don't want a people that he has to tell. Tell them I'm your healer. He wants a people who's had that experience. Who can say, God, you're my healer. You're my deliverer. You're my savior. Amen. Because the fire is burning in our souls. The lamp. The lamp. Talking about the seven golden candlesticks. The lamp was lit in a special way. First the priest took the fire from the sacred altar, which was originally lit by the fire of God. It was originally lit by the fire of God. He lit the first of all, the lamp that was sitting on top of the bow. He did. He lit the second lamp from the first lamp and the third lamp from the second lamp and on and on and on. Not a separate fire, not a separate lighting, but they went back to the first lamp 
and lit the second off the first, lit the third off the second, lit the fourth off the third, right on down and right on down. He did it the fourth, received it from the third and so on until all seven lamps were burning. Burning with what? The original fire. The, hallelujah. The original fire that came from the throne of God. Amen. Amen. It's a wonderful type of the Holy Spirit in the seven church ages. The original outpouring of Pentecost, which the outpouring came directly from Jesus on the mercy seat. The outpouring came directly from Jesus on the mercy seat in doing his church through all seven church ages, showing perfectly that Jesus Christ is the same in his essence and in his way. And they will never put that fire out. Amen. For even now, hallelujah, it's unquenchable. They couldn't boil it out of John. They couldn't crucify it out of Peter and they will never take it out of us the true church for we are the fire of God lit in this hour the light in the evening time a raging fire vindicating God to be the same it's the Holy Spirit coming down to quicken to make alive those people that's foreordained to life he come down brother Brady. he come down brother Larry to quicken those, Brother Louie, who was foreordained to life. I ought to make you happy. You see, that's why Satan wants to destroy your confidence in God's word. He don't care if we preach about a historical God. The denominations do it every time they meet. Huh? He don't care if we preach about a God that used to be. He just don't want you to see the God of right now. Huh? Peter never said that day at the gate called beautiful and the lame man. Jesus never said that. I feel so sorry for you, buddy. Oh, God. You must have been out to lunch today. Jesus come passing by here. I'm, I'm so sorry you missed him. Peter never said if you'd only been here when Jesus was here. He never said that. But he looked upon the man who was begging for alms and Peter being established in present truth. Amen. He might have looked at him. He might have said something like this. You may have been out the day Jesus come walking by the gate. You may not have been here that day he come walking by. But even now, hallelujah, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but now referring to a present tense God. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have given unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And a man that had been lain, not by the hand of Jesus, not Jesus' physical hand, but the hand of his church, amen, the same Jesus in his church made the man get up and walk he may not have been here that day but even now amen silver and gold I have none but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk can we catch that tonight the same Holy Ghost that Peter had the same Holy Ghost that Peter had Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. What Peter had is what you've got. Not another Holy Ghost. Not one Holy Ghost for the disciples. Not one Holy Ghost for the prophets. And one Holy Ghost for the pastors. And then there's another Holy Ghost for the evangelists. Then there's another Holy Ghost in this day. Because God, that's a bunch of nonsense. Peter said, the same what I have. Silver and gold I haven't got. I ain't got no money. But such as I have. And what Peter had. I tell you tonight, my brother, my sister. What Peter had is what you've got right now. One Holy Ghost. Amen. There's one faith. There's one baptism. Amen. And there's one God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. 
Maybe even now. May it be even now. May we rise up and claim our God-given promises. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Do you love him? The prophet said in the church age book, Satan knows that if the people get the true revelation, not a revelation, the true revelation, but the people get a true revelation of the true church, not a church, the true church and what she is and what she stands for and that she can, not he can, she can do the greater works. She will be an invincible army. And then he says this, Satan hates revelation. I wonder why, because it exposes his hide. Satan hates revelation, but we love it. With true revelation, not my revelation, not your revelation, but the true revelation. In our lives, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us, but we will prevail over them. That make you feel like shouting. Now, in Luke chapter 5, when Jesus, when the people began to, it came to pass, the Bible said, that the people began to press upon him to hear the word of God as he stood by the lake. He saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. And Jesus entered into one of these ships. It was Simon's. And he said, Simon, take me out a little bit further. Take me out, Peter. I need to speak to these people. I am tired of my, my voice is a little bit weak. I've been in a lot of meetings. So take me out there. Let, let this water be a natural microphone to carry my voice. You know how water, your voice carries on water. Take me out just a little bit, Peter, and let me speak to these people. And when Jesus got done speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep a little further and let down your nets for a draw. And Peter said unto him, Master, we have told all night long. We have taken nothing. We fished all night long. We've taken nothing. But I want you to notice they fished all night. They called nothing. They were discouraged. They were kind of down in the dumps. They were out there washing their nets down in the dumps because they had fished all night and hadn't caught nothing. And they were discouraged. But you see, friends, when things don't go the way we think they should go, don't get discouraged. Don't let the barnacles of disappointment get on you. Maybe it happened for a reason. Maybe he's just testing your faith. Huh? Maybe it happened for a purpose. Do you ever think of that? Have you ever thought about that? They told all night, they caught nothing. But I, have you ever thought that if their boat had been full of fish, there'd been no room for Jesus? If they'd been full of fish, they'd, he'd had to stand on the fish. He'd had to sit on the fish. But they caught nothing. So the boat was empty. Plenty of room 
for Jesus. Now, could it be that they didn't catch nothing all night because the next day Jesus would need to borrow the boat? But you see, he never borrows something from you, but what he gives you something better in return. They borrowed an empty boat, but when he left, it was full. <laughs> there'd been no room for Jesus. If the boat had been full, there'd been no room for Jesus. And I wonder sometimes if our life are so full of the things of the world that there's no room for Jesus. But what if we could empty out our vessels of meaningless things like ours on Facebook or something like that? I don't Just kind of threw that out there. Just, something that sometimes is meaningless. And yet it, we think it so important. We give it such a high priority in our lives. But I wonder, I wonder if there's no room for Jesus. But let's get rid of meaningless things. Let's empty out our boats that he may fill it. He may fill our boats with himself. He said, take me out in the deep that I might speak. And when he's done speaking, he said, let's go out a little bit further in the deep. Cast out your nets. Now, when he said, cast down your nets for a draw, that's just as much the word of God as let there be light. Peter and them were experienced fishermen. They were the bill dancers of that day. They were the joy yachts and the Swanson boys of that day. Them boys know how to fish. They'd been out there all night. They caught nothing. They knew the ins and outs of fishing. Peter said, Lord, we have told all night there's nothing there. But when you've done all you know to do, then that's the time to stand. And Peter said, I've fished all night. I, I was right there. No more than three hours ago, I went right through this same water right here. There wasn't one fish. We've done all, Lord. We know to do, but when you've done all you know to do, then stand. It's time to stand. And Peter said, but even now, Lord, at thy word. <laughs> That's it. The pulsing of the word. He looked to the unseen. He took God at his word. He did what the word said for him to do. I'm letting down the nets, Lord, because you said let them down. Oh, my experience as a fisherman, I've told on out through this spot. Everything, all my senses, everything. The wind is in the wrong direction. It's the wrong time of day. Every scientific reason says it won't work. Everything says there's no fish there. But even now, Lord, at thy word. Taking God and his word produced fish. It produced so much fish that James and John had to bring their boats to keep Peter's boat from sinking. Taking God at his word can produce fish. Then taking God at his word can produce healing. It can produce peace. It can produce joy. It can produce victory. It can produce deliverance. Taking God at his word over every circumstance will produce what God said it will produce. Peter walked on the water because Jesus said he could. Huh? Lord, if it be you, bid me to come. He said, come. Even now, come on. Amen. Do you love him tonight? Look at that. Look at that eagle. The prophet talked about that eagle and that blowdown. 
Brother Bam said he's out there praising the Lord. He got the notice in that eagle. So the eagle just cocking his head and said he's testing its wings there. He said, I was running around there shouting and praising the Lord. And he said, I got the notice that the eagle wasn't watching me. He was watching that old ground squirrel. Because I was chatter, 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 chatter. He said, I looked at over and said, oh boy, do you know, I can shoot you before you get to the tree line. My gun's sitting right there. I can grab it and shoot you before you get to the tree line. He said, he never even blinked. He just tested those wings. Because he knew God had gave him them wings. And those wings would get him to the tree line before the prophet could get to the rifle. He wasn't listening to the chatter. He wasn't listening to the boast. He was trusting in his genetics. He was trusting in what God had made him. Oh my. And if that's true, is that true that the eagle, he trusted in what God made him? Then cannot we trust in what God has made us? An overcomer, the bride of the living God. Cannot we take confidence that this message will produce a body change? The chaos of this dark world. The chaos and the darkness that's upon the people. Hearts failing for fear. As we looked at it over the weekend. It's the end of all things. But even now Lord. When it looks like everything is caving in. Yet you have given us. Your word. He that hath an ear. Let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. How tragic it is. That the first age. Did not listen to the spirit. Instead it listened to man. But thank God that in the last age, there will be a group rise up. The true bride of the last day. And she will listen to the spirit. And in that day of gross darkness, the light will return by the pure word. And we will return to the power of Pentecost to welcome back our Lord Jesus Christ. Believest thou this. Even now, Lord, even now, no matter how chaotic it looks, no matter how many people starts to come, no matter what they're posting on Facebook, no matter how much they're attacking this message and the messenger, some trying to make him a God, some trying to make him a devil, no matter what they are doing, it'll never stop what God has said. God's word will happen just the way he said it will happen. There will be a bride of the last day. She will be the evening light, bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, spirit of his spirit, life of his life. She is him, the final voice to the final age, and she will return to the the power of Pentecost. What fueled Pentecost? The very life of God birthed his church. Amen. And what fuels this bride? It's not just a bunch of quotes. It's more than just a bunch of tapes. But what fuels this bride is the same Holy Ghost that he birthed that first church with. He has birthed this bride once again. And we will be victorious. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord. We believe more. We believe more now than we've ever believed before. And we're resting on the promise of his word. Amen. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord. Whatever you ask God, God will do it. Whatever you ask God, God will do it. Amen. When the Son of God by faith takes the word of God into his heart. Speak it back up on his lips. It's just the same as deity speaking. Every mountain has to move. Oh my. Oh my. But you see, God may do it now. But it may be days before it manifests. 
So when it don't happen, when you say it's supposed to happen, don't get the barnacles of disappointment on you. Don't get the barnacles of disappointment. Let them not take a hold of your life. Because remember what he said. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, but he never said when. They shall lay their hands upon the sick. They shall recover, but he never said when. He just said they'd recover. Just be found believing. If it happens instantly, that's a miracle. Does God do miracles? Absolutely. Does God do healings? Absolutely. And sometimes what we call a miracle is really just a healing. Yet we call it a miracle. Like Jessica. I never called her the miracle girl. The news media called her the miracle girl. But her healing was not a miracle. It was a healing. It was a process of time. It was a process of time. One day into the next day, constantly pushing Satan back. You know, I used to think the scripture, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. It just meant, you know, alcohol, lust, or the things of the world. But when I got into the battle, I realized it means much more than that. You've got to push him back every day. For your healing, for your joy, for your peace, for your assurance. Come on, somebody. You've got to resist him when he comes and tells you, yeah, God heals cancer, but he won't heal yours. Yeah, God heals blinded eyes, but your child's going to be blind. You've got to push him back. Resist the devil. Resist the barnacles of disappointment. And say, even now, Lord, even now, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how long I've waited, it might be three months, six months, one year. It does not matter. Abraham waited 25 years, but he got his check cashed. Hallelujah. He's given us a checkbook and Jesus has already signed it. You just go sign your check. Send it up to him. The tellers are busy sometimes, but they will get to it. Amen. He's waiting on you. Listen to this quote as we close. Brothers, come back, to the, come back to the instruments. Listen to this as we close. But even now, Lord, whatever you ask God, God will do it. He's waiting for you to say, Lord, I believe you. Lord, I believe you. Even now, whatever you ask God, God will do it. I believe, Lord. Brother, I'm deaf in one ear, but even now. Well, I've been prayed for before, nothing happened, but even now, whatever you ask God, whatever you ask, I've been trying to get the Holy Ghost for a long time, but even now, Lord, whatever you ask God, God will do it for you. He is our high priest to work, to act upon our confession. When we confess, we believe what his word says. Amen. Lord. Acting on the word, acting on the promise. Amen. Even now, whatever you ask God, God will do it. There you are. That's what it takes. That's what faith is. Amen. Hallelujah. God will do it. If only you could think that way. If only we could think that way, even now, Lord, whatever you ask God. Let the weak say, I am strong. Just say in your heart, I am strong. I have now accepted Jesus Christ as my healer and never have any negative testimony anymore. Just believe it. God is under obligation. Or Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father to accept you. For he's sitting there, the high priest of your confession, to make good before the Father anything that he died for. That's it. You're confessing. You're confessing that he's done it. 
you're confessing. It's already done. It's already done. The battle is over. The victory is won. Joshua and them shouted the victory before one rock ever rode off the wall. Before one rock ever rode off the wall. They were already praising God for the victory. Oh God, give me that kind of faith. Give me that kind of testimony. Confess your healing. Confess your deliverance. Confess your good night's sleep. Confess you're an overcomer. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Confess it. Let the devil know. No matter what you throw at me, no matter how hard you punch me, I will get back up. I will rise again. You know, my papa, He's a golden glove boxing champion out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Father of the title of Doughboy Johnson. He's a mean man. Oh, Brother Louie, I don't know if you ever knew him or not. Papa Johnson, I scared death of him. Brother Jack, maybe you might have remembered him. Called him Clarence, Clarence Johnson. But he fought down in Knoxville under the title of Doughboy Johnson. Golden gloves, lightweight boxer, champ. I thought, I thought one time I wanted to be a boxer like him. I punched a few bags and thought, nah, that's not me. But my mama told me, she's just a young girl. Papa had a fight down at the Knoxville Arena. Said they bought her a new dress to go to the fight. My mama's always a nervous woman. God rest her soul tonight. And she said, I was there that night and I was scared because this man was much bigger than my daddy. Taller, had a bigger reach, had a bigger fist. She said, I was scared. Said, I went to, to Daddy. And I said, Daddy, which was my papa. Said, Daddy, said, don't go down there tonight. Don't fight that man tonight. He's bigger than you. He's going to kill you, Daddy. Said, Daddy, please, let's just go home. I said, Mama, what did he do? He said, he just pushed me out of the way. Went down into the arena. Said, about the third round, that man hit papa. She said, he knocked my daddy clear out of the ring, moved two or three rows of chairs. My papa did people getting out of the way when he come flying out of the ring backwards. Said it broke his nose. Even I remember to the day he died, had that big knot on his nose. She said it broke his nose, just turned it to the side like that, and blood was pouring out of it. She said, I went running down there, took the corner of my new dress, and was wiping the blood off my daddy's face. I said, Daddy, please. Please, Daddy, let's go home. Don't go back in that ring. Daddy's going to kill you. She said, you know what he did? She said, he got her. Said he just took that and just straightened his nose. Said he just pushed me out of the way. Said he climbed back in the ring. And I believe it was the fifth or sixth round or something like that. She said, Papa, my daddy knocked that man out. And won the fight. And I thought, oh God, let me be that kind of a boxer for my Lord Jesus. That if the devil knocks me into the third row, Brother Bradley, and he breaks my nose, Brother Jack, and the blood is pouring out, God give me the grace to get up and come back in the ring and knock him out because we are the champions of the world. Amen. We are the overcomers. 
no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And even now, no matter how dark it is, how bad it is, we will overcome. We will rapture out of here. Even now, Lord. Even now. Confess. Confess your healing. Confess your deliverance. Confess your good not sleep. Confess whatever you have need of. Just start confessing. I've got a fever, but by morning it's going to be gone. Got a bad hip, but by morning it's going to be gone. If it's not in the morning, it'll be the next day. If not the next, it'll be the next day. It's like when Jesus said, do you see me? No, Daddy, I can't see you. But you will. You will see me again. Day after day, day after day, day after day, I ask her the same question. I got the same answer. But one day, hallelujah, one day, her eyes come open. Oh, the same God that opened her eyes can lift the impression off you. Whatever your need would be tonight, just right there in your home. Father, lay your hand on mother. Draw the children near to you. Just lay your hands on one another. Heavenly Father, oh God, we love our wives, Lord. We love our children, God. They are our heritage. They belong to us, Lord. Oh God, may your Holy Spirit tonight draw a circle, Lord. Draw a circle of love around our families, around our church, Lord. Oh God, I pray, Father, May the day soon come, Lord, that we can all gather ourselves back together. May the day soon be, Lord, when there's not another case of COVID-19 in the land of America and in the world. Grant it, O oh God, I pray today, in the name of Jesus Christ, may it be, O oh God, that the violence and the anger, oh, may it be a reprieve, Lord. Grant it, God. Grant it, God, I pray tonight. In Jesus' name. May your Holy Spirit right now, Lord, move upon that little child that's nervous. Move upon that boy that can't sleep, God. Right now, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, I humbly ask you, God, by the same anointing that raised my Lord from the grave, by the same anointing that gave Jessica back to me, may that same anointing tonight, dear God, may it move upon Brother Louis, God. Lord, I see him trying to walk, Lord, to the pulpit, trying to pay his post of duty, trying to fulfill the duty you called him to do. God, may it leave him, Lord. May it leave him, God, I pray tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Grant it, oh God. Grant it, Lord Jesus. Touch Brother Phil, Lord. Touch Brother Gary Harris tonight, God. Oh, touch the Cobb family, Lord. Others, Lord, tonight, Father, not feeling well. May your presence just move upon them, God, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. That man dying of cancer, stage four there in Kentucky. Oh God, may you move upon him, Lord. Don't let the doctor's words come to pass. Thou art God. May the Holy Spirit move upon him, God. May the doctors be amazed, Lord. Because that's the kind of God we serve. Grant it tonight, Lord, I pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Grant it tonight, Lord. Grant it tonight, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name. Sing it, buddy. Let's just worship him now. Oh, he's faithful and true. Oh, let it be your testimony. Don't never look at your symptoms. Just look to Him. Let it melt away. Let the fear melt away. Let the pain melt away.
sing it through it all you know this song through it all learn to trust in Jesus let's just sing it can we just sing one more song before it's still early amen desire your prayers and I were heading home going to preach to Phoenix at 10 o'clock tonight so we desire your prayers amen do you love him tonight friends oh God hallelujah hallelujah 
Hallelujah. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been many times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation. My trials come to only make to a close this evening truly Lord there's been many mountains there's been many trials Lord there's been many storms Lord there's been many nights that we simply didn't know what to do a fevered child Lord or a sick spouse a sick husband by the bed Lord but oh God through it all we've learned to trust you Lord knowing Knowing that all things work to the good. To them who are the called of God. To them who love God according to His purpose. We are so grateful, dear God. Lord, you never said we wouldn't have trials or troubles or situations or fears. You, 
never said those things, Lord. You just said when they come up on us suddenly, not to fear them, just to simply trust in you. For our Redeemer is faithful and true in every promise that you made, Lord, you will surely do. So God, we come to a close this evening. We just want to thank you, Lord, that once again, once again from the pages of your word, we have, word, we have heard words, Lord, of encouragement, words of faith, dear God. Ammunition against our enemy, Lord, to take these things and drive them to the heart of our enemies. Oh God, for faith holds the sword of the word strongly in its hand, Lord. We see, dear God, we see, Lord, that this little bride will never be defeated. That, Lord, even if I go by the way of the grave, the resurrection is within me. I will rise again, Lord. Oh God, I pray, Lord, tonight. May the Holy Spirit to go to each home across the waters, down in Nicaragua, Central America, Lord, over, over in France, dear God, South Africa, Lord, Australia, New Zealand, Brazil, Peru, oh God, wherever your little people are that would hear these words, may the Holy Spirit confirm them tonight. May their needs be met, Lord. Now, Father, be with my brothers who have come, Lord left their families at home to come here and be a part of this service. I ask the blessing upon each one of them, Lord. Lord, Brother Michael's here tonight and his wife's birthday. Lord, may you just give her a special blessing, we pray. Lord, I ask that your hand would be upon them, Lord. Brother Louis, God, and just struggling in his back, Lord, but I pray, God, by the rising of three sons, may it be gone, Lord, because thou art God. We look to you, Lord, tonight. We just thank you, Lord Jesus. We just thank you tonight for all that you've done for us, for all that you've given us. Now, Lord, go with your people tonight. May your presence be felt in their home, even after we sign off, Lord. May it just brew in their homes, dear God. May the children feel your presence, Lord. Grant it tonight, Lord, we pray. Grant it tonight, Lord, we pray. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints, tonight. I'm going to make He's already said that I will. And I keep on trusting that it's working everything for my good. He walks beside me, and heaven is in my view. 
the course. Oh, keep your eyes on the goal. We're more than conquerors tonight. Amen, amen. Oh, I'll keep on trusting that he's working everything for my good. And he walks beside me and heaven is in my view. Oh, I'm gonna make it through. I'm gonna make it certainly blessed tonight by the word of the Lord. Brother Darrell, I want to say appreciate you, buddy. Minding the Lord. God is so good. Brethren, all of you that came and contributed to the service, every one of you want to say thank you. Audience, we trust that you have been blessed tonight. Be encouraged in the Lord. And remember this, we've already won. Somebody made a statement one time that they was going through the greatest trial of their life, the greatest test they'd ever faced it seemed like the Lord was just silent he would not respond to their cry would not respond to their prayer and then somebody come back and said you know when you was a student in school when you was undergoing a test whatever it was the teacher sat at his desk and he was quiet while the test was going on I'm so glad that sometimes when we don't feel him, he's still really, really present in our lives. 
I know you've been blessed by this service tonight. We certainly appreciate the word of the Lord. Let's sing a little song tonight. We've already won. The battle is over. The victory is won. We've already won. You brothers, let's just sing it together tonight, if you will. And when we get through singing this, if there's some time left on the on the video, the brothers will just play softly. I know you appreciate their playing tonight. Been wonderful. And all of you, we would say again, thank you so much. Let's sing this tonight just before we leave. Remember service here, Lord willing, Saturday night. We'll come back and, and have uh, Internet Church once again. I know you'll be blessed as we gather to worship the Lord. We've already won. We've already won. Oh, the battle is over. Victory won. We've already won. See now. We've already won.